1: George Brockler back with you here. Final hour of the four hour show at 10 o'clock. We turn it over to the big national guys Charlie Kirk, then Dennis Prager, Seb Gorka, Brandon Tatum. That gets you all the way to 7 p.m. Great national talking. Um, I imagine they're going to also cover what happened last night as well. I will too. And of course, we'll be back with you 6 to 10 a.m. every Monday through Friday. Uh, New Hampshire, first primary in the country took place yesterday. Everyone expected a uh, Donald Trump victory, and sure enough, he won. He got the victory that everyone thought. But in a mano a mano, I guess, kind of a, a race, he didn't run away with it with the same margin of victory he did back in 2016. And in 2016, if you'll recall, there were a bunch of people in New Hampshire, six of them at least, Trump, Kasich, Cruz, a guy named Jeb Bush, <laughs> low energy jeb marco rubio with the hands and uh, chris christie and the way it turned out in 2016 the last time he had to deal with a, a truly contested new hampshire primary was he got 35 percent of the vote john Kasich came in second with 15 percent. that's a 20 point margin in a six-person race that's amazing that's an amazing gap in a six-person race now in a two-person race He ended up uh, yesterday winning in Handley. I don't want to leave the impression that it wasn't anything other than a decisive victory, but he ended up with, I think it was 52, 53% of the vote to um, Nikki Haley's 43-ish percent of the vote. Now, at the end of this, even though it was a 10-point win, and that's decisive, right? That is decisive, no question about it. There's a lot of these exit polls that are out there, and they all suggest certain groups that one did better than the other then. I found it interesting that, once again, uh, Nikki Haley seems to do better with those Republicans and voters who have a college education or higher, and Donald Trump dominates those who have less than a college degree, but he's made inroads, considerable inroads, with the educated class. That says something. Uh, That says something. At the end of that primary, as you can imagine, each of these candidates made statements about the way forward for them and what they think is going to happen. Uh, Kelly, can you fire up DJT first?
2: Whoa! Well, I want to thank everybody. This is a fantastic state. This is a great, great state. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now, three. three. And we win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals. We've won it, and it's a very, very special place to me. It's very important. If you remember, in 2016, we came here, and we needed that winner. We won by 21 points, and it was great. And uh, today, I have to tell you, it was very interesting because I said, wow, what a great victory. But then somebody ran up to the stage all dressed up nicely (laughs) when it was at seven. But now I just walked up and it's at 14. (laughs) She ran up when it was seven. And, you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know, last last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. And then I looked at the polls. She was talking about most winnability, who's going to win. And I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against crooked Joe Biden, almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. And she doesn't win those. This is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night. And you you have the... You have the very the now very unpopular governor of this state. This guy, he's got to be on something. I've never seen anybody with energy. He's like uh, hopscotch, and uh, you know, I'm I'm watching this guy. And two weeks ago, I said, "We're going to win. We're going to win in the land side. We're going to win." About three days ago, I started saying, "Well, we want to do well." That's a big difference. But I walked out just now. We're 14 points up, and I don't know what it's going to be. But when she was up here, it was like six or seven. And, you know, with like seven percent of the vote counted Donald
1: Trump uh, last night after the race was called for him. And I can completely get why it would be. uh, He ended up winning. I'm looking at the results here. Fifty four point four percent to forty three point three percent. That's the last number I see. That's an eleven point win, a decisive victory. He's wrong. By the way, it wasn't a twenty point win, twenty one point win in twenty sixteen. It was under 20 points and 16, still decisive, but why the inaccuracy? I don't know, but um, he says she had a very bad night. I don't know if it was a very bad night. I think it had the potential to be a very good night and it wasn't. And I think now if you're a Haley funder, you're looking around the map wondering where's that next victory or is there one because she's not going to be on the ballot, in Nevada that's coming up. Uh, early February. Uh, so that means she's not going to get any of those votes in her home state of South Carolina. I saw this breakdown of endorsements. She has one endorsement from one member of Congress in South Carolina. All the rest of the Republican elected officials at the statewide level, it looks like in Congress seem to have come out in favor of Trump. The polling suggests Trump's going to win and win handily. You know, Tim Scott came out and endorsed against Nikki, the Lieutenant governor did it. And again, here's why I asked this question. When you have that kind of support, who is the establishment candidate? You know what I mean? When everyone in the establishment is coming out and endorsing you, does that change your view of the person they're endorsing or is the establishment endorsing the non-establishment, anti-establishment guy? I don't know, but I think the Haley campaign is likely reassessing right now what the future looks like and their long-term plans. But you wouldn't know that from listening to Nikki Haley. This is her yesterday after the election.
3: What a great night. God is so good all the time. Thank you, New Hampshire, for the love, the kindness, the support, and a great night here tonight. Thank you so much. I want to first say thank you to my husband, who I know is watching right now. I love you. We're excited to have you. Thank you. I want to thank my kids who are here, Rena and Naylon and Josh, who have really kind of stepped up and um, just giving me the support I need. You know, you, you really pull on your family when something like this happens. And um, I am incredibly blessed by their support. I have my parents at home. And I will always say that the way they raised me to know that we lived in the best country in the world, but to also know that the best way you appreciate your blessings is to give back. Thank you, mom and dad, I love you so much. To my siblings, to my in-laws, to everybody back at home, to Vicki for helping me take care of mom and dad, thank you for that. You know, I will tell you, it has been, it feels like it's been a lifetime, but it has been almost a year that we've been campaigning in New Hampshire touching every hand, um, answering every question, being the last person to leave. And we had um, the most amazing thing happen is the second that we got the endorsement from Governor Chris Sununu. I mean, a true governor that doesn't stand behind a podium. He shows up at a diner. He shows up at the brewery. He loves the people of New Hampshire. He has been with me every single day at every single event. Chris, I couldn't have done it without you. And I want to thank someone who was with me on day one. He's a patriot. He's a hardcore conservative. And he is my friend. General Don Bolduc and Sharon, thank you so, so much.
1: It, that's uh, that's Nikki Haley yesterday, sounding an optimistic tone. Big shout out to Chris Sununu, who is a Republican governor that's because he came out, of course, and uh, in... Dorst, Nikki Haley. Now he's the very unpopular guy that's on some sort of drugs or something because of all of his extra energy. I guess this is the opposite of low energy Jeb. This is meth energy Chris or something like that. But uh, that that's just where we're at, I guess, here in in American politics with this guy. Nonetheless, I think it's a foregone conclusion that unless something significant changes, he is going to be the nominee. And that thing that has to change, and someone called in and said this, like if he passed away, that would be it. I think that's true. I think the only other thing I worry about, not for the primary for him, but for us in the general, are the exit polls that show that if he's convicted, convicted, in any of those cases against him that it would undercut support to the point where joe biden wins now the problem that that creates is obvious right it now puts an incredible amount of pressure on joe biden to put an incredible amount of pressure on doj and jack smith to hurry these things along thus further politicizing the criminal justice system but it's real folks and it's real enough that if this guy wins the nomination, and I think he will, he gets convicted. We get Joe Biden for another year and Kamala Harris for the next three. I mean, what? That That's the America that we're going to sign up for? Don't have to worry about that with DeSantis, who's out, or frankly, Chris Christie or Tim Scott or Nikki Haley. didn't have to worry about that with, with any of them. But uh, with this guy, you do. And I wonder if that is enough for you to want to hang on to some other option, even if she or he is not your first option, that we hang on to them and uh, and keep it going. Listen, we've got Jacqueline on the line, but before I get to her, can I do this? I want to tell you about QC Kinetics. These are the good folks that have figured out a way to uh, solve your chronic pain issue Not with pills, not with invasive surgery, but with you. They solve the chronic pain by using you to fix you. Now, if you want to know more about the regenerative medicine stuff, you can do any kind of research at all. Look up regenerative medicine. Find all of it. Don't just rely on QC Kinetics. But once you've done that research, go to the QCKinetics.com website. See how they talk about it. See if it jives with your other research, and it will. And then call them and ask them to answer all the hard questions right? Ask them anything you can think of. They're local medical professionals that answer this call at this number, 303 989 8986 303-900-8986. These folks will answer all the questions. If it's not to your satisfaction, okay, move on. But if it is, you now have an option that you didn't have before. Instead of grinning and bearing it, Instead of taking pain pills, instead of the rehabilitation associated and the downtime associated with surgery, you now have an option of walking in and walking out, same-day kind of treatment. I got friends that are going through this right now. They're thrilled. QCKinetics.com. That's QCKinetics.com. Checking on something. I just got texted by a listener because you guys are great. That Mike Lynch has stepped down. I'm going to try to follow up on that. In the meantime, we're going to get Jacqueline. Jacqueline, you're on 710. What do you think?
4: Oh, good morning, George. Uh, I watched uh, that last night on Rumble, and I'll tell you something. They intervened with uh, Rachel Madcow. They had a reporter on the street that was interviewing young college uh, students, and primarily they were all male, white males. But anyway, they went down. This is ballot harvesting is what they did. They went down, and they admitted it on on the uh, on the interview, and they had been that way all day long yesterday. They went down, changed their ballots, and voted for a Republican. They voted for uh, Nikki Haley. And when they were asked and multiple who, what, times – What party were they before, Jacqueline? Were they Dems before? Dem- they were Democrats. They are registered Democrats. They were um, okay. organized to go down and vote and to change get – change their vote to Republican so they could vote for Nikki Haley. They were asked by this reporter, why? Because a vote for Nikki Haley is a vote against Donald Trump. Well, they don't like Trump's stance on global warming. Now, this is a college student who talks out the wrong end. But Nikki Haley, <laughs> if she thinks she won that, she's got the Democrats to thank for that. Because I'm going to tell you what, she lost big. And Trump's numbers would have been through the ceiling. They would have. And for her to stay, how many
1: how many Democrats do you speculate change votes? Because here's why I say that we didn't talk about this before, Jacqueline, but you know that Joe Biden, despite not even being on the ballot, won the New Hampshire primary pretty handily as a write in candidate. So it's not like the Democrats had votes to throw away here.
4: They said they estimated over a 1,000. They interviewed yesterday all young college students, and primarily they were white males, which I thought was quite interesting. We have to do something to save our men in this country, but that's another subject. But my point is here. Nikki Haley now is running on estrogen, and what she needs to do is quit and go home because she's got no chance. She is out there for, I don't know, fame and glory, fame and power, whatever it, whatever it is. But the woman, to me, uh, it, it's embarrassing for her to keep in like this. And uh, she knows she's not going to win. Why would she stay? Why would she stay? I just don't understand it. She's not going to win. And if she thinks she's making a name for herself, well, she is. But she doesn't look good to me. And I feel all this in myself, by the way. It's that in, woman's intuition. I never liked her from the beginning. And now I'm right about her. I mean, she's a glory seeker. So she can say in history, I ran against Donald Trump.
1: A couple questions about that, Jacqueline. When you saw this story on the ballot harvesting thing these these guys had owned up to, what was the nature of it? Like, what were they doing to harvest
4: ballots? Because they 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 were uh, recruiting college students and they wanted to lower Donald Trump's numbers. It's what they wanted to do because a vote for uh, Nikki Haley is a vote against Donald Trump, and it lowers his numbers. No, no, but, but numbers. I, no, no I get win- that
1: part. But 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 what were they doing? What was their active ballot harvesting? Just recruiting people to vote?
4: Just recruiting people to vote, and they started at the college campuses, and they had they figured at least over a thousand changed their vote from Democrats, and that they, they said well, they, they would never vote for Donald Trump. They're going to vote for Joe Biden, but it Nick, was Nikki lost Trump.
1: by. By over 34,000 votes. So I don't know if that made much of a difference at, at all in the numbers that she had. And had she had a thousand less, maybe it affects it by a point of a percentage point. So, I mean, I, I'm intrigued by Democrats wanting to do that in the primary, but I don't think it was a game changer.
4: Well, no, it wasn't a game changer, but it did lower Trump's uh percentage and it would have been a lot higher, I do believe. But I I did watch that and I found it quite interesting because M- Rachel Madcow was just thrilled to death. I mean, I cannot stand this woman at all. And I don't know why they yeah. put her on there, but uh, but anyway and as well, far as she, far she as gets Arizona, good ratings
1: for them. That that's why they do it. She gets she, really great ratings for them. In fact she has beaten Fox News a few times well, she's with just her
4: disgusting. show. But anyway, as far as uh uh Terry Lake at Arizona, I think she was smart to hold that back, George. I do. I think she was smart to do it. Because I do think that maybe that's a little bit of an insurance policy. And if I was her, I'd have done the same thing. I'd have done the same thing. I I feel like Jacqueline would have
1: come forward and said, hey everybody, I just need you to know and I haven't even gotten in the race yet. And I can't remember if she had. But I just need you to know, man. The deep state, they're out there trying to keep me from running and I can't be bought. I think that's what you would have done.
4: Well, I don't know. I tell you what, I play poker a lot. And, uh, you know, you've got to have a good poker face. I'm telling you, in politics, it's a dirty business. But that might have been her insurance card, I, I do think. And if you're worried about your safety and your uh, your health, I think maybe now we're in a world, in a country now, that, uh, you know, assassinating somebody or taking somebody out or whatever it takes, I think, they're, I think the de- Democrats are dem- just uh, devastated. I think they're desperate, and I think we've got to watch our backs, and I, I believe it.
1: Jacqueline, can I ask you, too, you talked about, hey, what purpose does she serve in continuing to run? And, and who knows? Maybe she, like DeSantis, has eyes on 2028 if this doesn't work out, and she's just going to be the last person standing. But what about this notion that she, to some extent, represents an insurance policy in case something happens with Trump? whether it's medical or, you know, I I don't know what it is. Okay, but let's say something. What about the idea that she's running as that insurance policy? Does that change your mind at all?
4: You know, it might a small bit, but not really, because I don't think that the American people are ready for Nikki Haley. And I'll tell you why, because she's running on estrogen. You know, it's one thing to talk and sling mud and uh, talk real tough. But when it comes right down to it, I'll tell you something. I wouldn't vote for her. I wouldn't because I think that she's just all showing legs. And I'll tell you something else. If I was going to go into a a fight, I'd want Joe from Arvada on my side because I'm telling you, that guy is, I love him
1: he's right on Joe Joe is a great listener and I, I love the energy he brings to it but Jacqueline Joe is a human hand grenade and he's willing to pull his own pin do you know what I mean like that's why you go to battle with this guy because he's a bit like a berserker you just point him in the right direction I, I know. and cut him loose I know.
4: I know that's what I say I'll tell you I want him on my side but, you know, I did watch that and I wasn't surprised at the ballot harvesting and the young. Well, I was surprised it was seen to be all white young men. And uh, that's, interesting. that's a whole other show. Very but, uh, yes, yeah.
1: I'm not sure I, yeah, it's I mean, the traditional definition of ballot harvesting, but I do get what you're saying. Like, for me, I view ballot harvesting as dudes or dudettes going around to places like retirement communities or low-income housing or high-income housing. It kind of doesn't matter. Going door-to-door and just saying, hey, we'll take your ballot to the uh, ballot drop-off box for you. And oh, if you haven't voted yet, we'd love to talk you through the things you can do to make our community. Like I see that more as ballot harvesting than just simply recruiting people to go out and vote.
4: Well, they did, and they changed their vote. They requested a, a Republican ballot. They were changing their their uh, status from Democrat to Republican. And it, I mean, it was on a MSN B, PMS station, and uh, it had been that kind of an interview all day yesterday. He said that's what he was hearing from one after the other all day long, young that college students.
1: You make me laugh. Not a lot of people can do that. So thank you for that. Thanks for listening, especially all the way out there in big red country. Jacqueline's line is going to be open here at 303-696-1971. Before we get to the other calls, the other texts that have been coming in, I want to tell you about Out Shelves. Now, it's not really about Out Shelves. That's the company. And you can find them at rollemoutshelves.com, But it's really about the people that are the company. Brent and Joyce Tolliver, that's a son, that's a mom. And they've been doing this business for many years now. And what they've decided to do is we're not going to do something like get subcontractors, keep our overhead low. Try. They're not doing that. They have long-term employees that they send out job to job. One, it just increases the quality, but it also increases the accountability. There's no one to turn to. If something needs to be fixed, they go out and fix it themselves. They come to your house when you call them to say, how can you make my cabinet space more efficient? doesn't matter what room it is, laundry room, kitchen. That's the big one is the kitchen. Um, bathrooms, if you, and they, they were in my bathrooms. And I really, Brent and Joyce, if you're listening, I apologize for the crime scene nature of some of those bathrooms. But thank you for grinning and Barrett. They didn't even need to get into mop gear to do it. Brank gets on his hands and knees, gets back in the crevices there, looks at all the places, and then they come up with a plan. They shoot you the plan, and they say, talk to us about what you need. You don't have to do the whole thing. Do the parts that you like. Go to their website, RollamoutShelves.com. they got videos on the installation. They've got different things that you can consider for your place. You will love your house even more. It's like a facelift from the inside. Book your free in a home estimate today. Call them at 303-475-9601, 303-475-9601, or go to rollemouthelves.com. That's rollemoutshelves.com. When we come back, let's continue the conversation. Your calls at 303-696-1971, your texts, and I will read to you the statement from House Minority. Mike Lynch stepping down from his leadership position at the end of business today. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. I promised you I would do this, and then we're going to get to the callers that we have uh, on the line. Um, Let me check this right here. Mary, we're going to get to you, I promise. Dave also. But let me do this. I told you that uh, we just received breaking news that House Minority Leader Mike Lynch has made the decision to step down. Th- this is exactly what he says in this statement. Today, I share my decision to step down as minority leader today. I guess two days or twice in there. I don't know who quality controlled that at the close of business. It is with a heavy heart that I make this decision, but I firmly believe that our caucus is stronger when we stand and fight together for the people of Colorado. I'm immensely proud of the many accomplishments we've won for Colorado together. We've tirelessly championed the values and principles that make our great state exceptional. Through our unwavering dedication, we have successfully advanced policies that promote economic growth, protect individual liberties, and ensure a brighter future for all Coloradans. As I step aside from the role of minority leader, I do so with optimism and a deep sense of gratitude for the trust and support you've shown me throughout my tenure. I have full confidence in the abilities and commitment of our caucus members to carry on the important work we have started. I look forward to working with the new leadership to collaborate and forge a path forward that will lead to a better, safer, and stronger Colorado. Together, we will continue to fight for the principles and values that define us as Republicans and fulfill our duty to the people we serve. Thank you for your relentless dedication and support. It has been an honor to serve as minority leader, and I remain committed to the shared vision we have for our great state, that is uh, current House Minority Leader Mike Litch, who's just going to go back to being a representative member of the caucus, still one of the 19, no indication that he's stepping down from that or that he's suspended his campaign. Uh, Nothing like any of those things has taken place. Uh, I said we would get to the phone lines, and I want to do that right now. Mary from Wyoming, you're on 710 Canuas. What do you think, Mary?
5: Hey, good morning. Remember the other candidates? they only suspended their campaign they didn't close them they could get yeah, back right. in
1: yeah and then we regards- yes but they oh, but they wouldn't they wouldn't have any delegates i suppose it could be a brokered convention or something like that if it ended up happening but it would be more challenging i think for them than for an existing candidate who's gone through the assembly and caucus process what do you think of that
5: True, but I I do think that, like I said, there is that option. So I'm not concerned that Trump would not, you know, be on our um, our primary. And also regarding you, the lake, can, yes, ma'am. I was yeah. going to comment on that. Yeah, please. And please. that is, I think that, I think that the timing, if it had been posted before, um, and talked about before, it's over. It, it doesn't have it this way. It has legs, and it's during a critical time of when you know the voting would be. I think for maybe that reason um on on that that happened
1: um that's interesting. I just don't know why the timing is better now than when it immediately happened.
5: Okay. And then I wanted to bring up something well, I'm asking, real quick. I'm asking. Go ahead and say know why I is I do, the timing so much better? Because right now I mean it's it's very how do I say, um, very current, in other words, with what's going on. And in in the past, if it was, you know, um happened um not as current as it is right now, I think that it would not have the um the impact. It would be, oh, that did happen to her, but that's all over.
1: If this is if that's true, is there something to be said for now saying, hey, I think this dude needs to step down a state party chair because he's corrupt when she's known about the corruption and let it basically continued unabated for 10 months?
5: It's not as a matter of of I want to say the state party chair as much as it is about um, her getting um, mileage out of this. I think that is it's more that's now more important it's than the corruption to piece voting. I, well, I'm going, to say, I, I'm going to say, I
1: yes, I think it is. Mary, I and, appreciate the position that you've taken. Uh, what else? Go and I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. A
5: real, no, real quick question. You had the housing person on before, and she was great. And yes. um, remember while you were talking about how immigrants do not pay taxes? Please search immigrants and income tax. They said the uh, articles are fifty to seventy-five percent of undocumented Im- immigrants pay income tax and also housing costs.
1: Well, so maybe you can revisit as a topic paying, maybe again. They're not paying property taxes because they don't own property. That was the yeah, conversation we but were they, having.
5: There are pro- there are programs that yes, they do own that. Um, that is that was a big issue, especially in two thousand eight. In the programs. And also there's a scam that's going on right now with him on yeah. the income tax. They're allowed to claim in uh, illegals to up to 10 children without providing wow. um, Social Security numbers on the, that's the crazy. Where you can't. But that is going on right now. And both the mother and the father are claiming it. That's the scam that is happening right now. I that's hope you can revisit that
1: mary i appreciate the phone call thank you for listening way up there in windy wyoming stay warm uh mary's line is open at 303-696-1971 dave from sterling you're on 710 what do you think dave
6: yeah i gotta tell you something in midterms i got two ballots in the mail
1: hold on this is jay from sterling not dave
6: yeah jay
1: yeah okay and by the way geronimo Is behind the glass. I think he must have just misheard your name, so forgive me, Jay from Sterling. Thanks, man.
6: Yeah. So I got two ballots in the mail. at midterm on midterm.
1: Did you vote them differently, or what'd you do? No,
6: no, no, no. I ain't like no. I'm a straightforward man, you know. But you don't do that. But it was weird, and that was midterms. I got two ballots exactly the same addressed. I mean, it was. I mean, all my relatives are like, "That's crazy." So when you talk about.
1: and, and it that should never, it should never, it should never happen. But I also think, had you it. signed them and filled them out and sent them in, my guess is one of them would have been rejected, and they might have even reached out to you on the other one. I don't know. Did that? Did you m- vote both of them?
6: No, no, no. I'm not okay. like that. No, I just mailed one of them in. But you know, I had to show all my family members and friends. I'm like, this is crazy. You know, but that was midterms. I wasn't for this deal going
1: on. Yeah, you know? I I also agree with you that this carpet bombing of mail-in ballots I don't think is healthy. And while the the vote counters seem to believe that they have this largely foolproof proof plan to make sure that there's no fraud, I'm skeptical. I would much rather see Jay from Sterling have to register with the Secretary of State's office to get the mail-in ballot like we did with absentee Correct. ballots remember that? I would much rather see that than us just say hey we found 8 billion people on the voter rolls let's just drop ballots on all of them and see what happens i don't like that i
6: agree i got to tell you one other thing that i yep. learned about 15 years ago which this,
1: is isn't gonna like I... a, this isn't going to be like that this isn't going to be like a sexual health thing or something is it? i don't want
6: <laughs> <laughs> i love you guys <laughs> no so there was a gas station owner in Colorado here and is uh, up in the mid-range, and he was from overseas. He was a Palestinian or whatever, or Iranian, mm-hmm. and he owned a gas station up there in the front range of Colorado. And I got to be, and I mean, I had a trucking company, so I was always buying all my fuel from him and da-da-da. Anyways, I got to talking with the owner one day, and he's like, yeah, he goes, I'm going to sell the place. He goes, I'll still be around, and da-da-da. He goes, so I learned this, which is, uh, you want to talk about crookedness, is therefore, he goes. I'm going to sell it to my daughter because I've already had it for seven years. So if you buy a business, yeah, he goes. It doesn't. He goes. I'm going to buy a hotel now. He goes. But my daughter's going to come over and run the gas station. I'm going to sell it to her because they're tax exempt. If you're if foreign, our government has got it set up to where if you're from another country, yeah. you can buy a business and run it tax free. For seven years.
1: Well, that doesn't seem fair or right. That can't be. I wish I was a tax guy. That doesn't sound right.
6: No, it is. Our government gives them somebody that comes over here. That's why a lot of these hotel owners, they do this. The guy told me this. This has been 15, 10 years ago. And the guy said, he's like, yeah, so my gut that I'm going to sell it to her. So she'll be tax free yeah. for seven years. And then I'm going to go. And then my, he said somebody else is going to come and they were going to buy a hotel. Did they? Did they gonna, do that?
1: Have you ever kept up with these guys? They sound like they're cadillacs. I, I, I
6: did. I did for like three years. You know, four years. You know. I mean, I was in the oil field business and farming. So I'm a farmer and got into the oil field. You know, and trucking and all that other stuff. So, but,
1: Jay, did you did you think to yourself, I need a mail order bride so I can capitalize? No, on you on know what? Don't
6: her. think. Don't think that that didn't cross my mind. I mean, <laughs> I, I got a trucking company. You know, I mean, I'm thinking, geez, but yeah, I mean. But I ain't that way, you know, I was was married, you know, so I mean, anyways, but you make it makes you wonder if our government is giving they're giving more incentives. It's no it's no my point is, is that it's no longer than the illegals coming across. They're probably giving them free food stamps, free hotels. They're giving them so much stuff, so so much stuff. So that's my point. But this has been going on for a long time. But these guys were buying up gas stations, hotels tax-free
1: for seven years jay i I need somebody who's smart on the tax stuff to let me know why it works that way and maybe i'll have somebody calling i I just don't i don't know but that sounds bonkers and yet plausible you know what i mean like people listening are like i can't believe we're doing that and yet i can believe that we're doing that because you know government jay thanks man i appreciate the call
6: you don't bullshit us and i
1: Oh, well, there's that. See, that's the thing. Jay is just a regular dude who works the fields and the farms and all that stuff out there. And he talks like I talk off the radio sometimes. And we just got to be super careful of the FCC stuff right there. But Jay, uh, thanks for the input. Our number 303-696-1971. I promise I'm going to get to uh, Jay from Castle Rock as well. Maybe, Maybe, Geronimo, you can fuse them jay and dave is it dave from castle rock and jay we'll get to the castle rock thing as soon as we get that squared away let me do this though let me talk to you about um your hair now if you're a guy and you've got a full head of hair no matter how gray it is like big daddy right here uh, this isn't for you this is for the rest of you out there who are like my brother like my dad although my dad's at that age where he stopped he stopped caring a long time ago Um, if you're interested in getting back that youthful look and all of the other fringe benefits that come with it, like that sense of confidence, that feeling of youth that you have, why don't you give our friend, Dr. Tanya Pauls at advanced hair restoration a call and talk through how they might be able to do that for you. They've completely redefined hair restoration. The experience is so low key and relaxing in that calm environment. Experienced professionals, in fact, the most experienced professionals out there, they use your hair to grow your hair. That's brilliant. Next day, it starts growing. Here's the deal. Call them today for a free F R E E consultation and they'll throw in $250. They'll knock that off of the price as well as 250 free hair grafts. advancedhair.com advancedhair.com or you can call them at 720-459-hair 720-459 H A I are, that's Advanced Hair Colorado, uh, or Advanced Hair Restoration. Listen, we're going to do this. I'm going to get Jay from seven uh, from Castle Rock on a 710 here in just a moment. Let's cut away for a break. We'll come back. We'll have that conversation. I'll try to get through. My God, so many texts. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler, back with you here. 710 KNUS is uh, is the number. We've got Jay from Castle Rock on the line. Jay, what do you think?
7: Oh, thanks for covering these subjects this morning, George. Lots yeah, great, what's going on? Lots of great things. Um, I wanted to chat with you about Terry Lake and this yeah, tell me uh, about uh obvious bribe that she was offered. Yep. You know, I think that was uh channeled through the Democratic Party. I don't see why the Republican Party really? is to hold her back.
1: Why yeah. why would the state party chair be
7: down with that? Well, maybe he didn't know where the real offering was coming from. There's several ways to channel, you know, things and conversations, but the Republican Party would want to hold her back. They know she had, you know, difficulties in the vote of going for governor, and now she's running for Senate. Um, and there's lots of ways to uh, hoodwink people, but boy, that's a big deal. I mean, that. So, do you, you, so do you think the different...
1: that, that Dewitt, the party chair, was hoodwinked, or do you think he's part well, of he, whatever conspiracy? No, I think he
7: was tricked. No, I think they're friends and it sound like they were very well acquainted, and she respects him but the offering could have come from like a mob tactic from the other side to keep her out of the uh, Senate race, which I believe she would obviously win uh, from what I'm hearing.
1: Well, the the polling has her neck and neck with the dude on the other side. I see. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the delay in reporting?
7: Well, um, I think she has every reason to be afraid. There's the Mark Riches of the world and, you know, Hillary Clinton's attorney and all those people are dead. Uh, Lots of people just end up coming up missing when they try
1: to report things. So that's a big deal. Do you think it was out of fear because it, fear didn't keep her from passing it along to someone who gave it to the Daily Mail and fear didn't keep her from announcing right away, I think the dude ought to resign because of the corruption. What do you think?
7: Possibly so, but there's been so many, um, you know, attacks on individuals, For coming forward, Uh, look at the IRS agents that have come out just recently, you know, and and gone before Congress. Yet they were fired and they were demoted and and shunned within the IRS and the FBI. Um, Kind of scary stuff, you know, gulag type uh, Russian communist tactics.
1: I hope it's something not like that because I don't like the idea that that kind of fear – would palsy someone as strong as Kari Lake, who is also vying to be one percent of the United States Senate? That I just I want her to be stronger and more courageous than that, just like she was on the audio, just like what she said yeah. on the audio.
7: Yeah, and you know she knew it was being recorded. She did she a did. fine she job it, yeah. interviewing him. But you know, what are your thoughts? Why why would the pre- party want to hold her out from taking a Senate seat. That's a huge deal for us.
1: Wow, I, th- I think it must be the um, the deep pocketed money folks out there in D.C. who see her neck and neck with the guy and thinks, man, if we could just and, and this is back now, remember, 10 months ago. And probably thinks if we could just run someone who isn't as tied to Trump, who isn't as MAGA, who isn't as out there, whatever their reasoning. I think they think they could guarantee a victory, whereas right now it's kind of a coin flip. And that's how it looks right now.
7: Yeah, I have a lot of family in Arizona, and it's a real, real, very conservative state. And yeah. there's some great people there. I do believe that uh,
1: she can make it. Uh, she she I, might I, be I able. Really she do. she almost pulled off that governor thing, but it didn't work out. Hey, hey Jay, do me a favor. Um, keep calling, keep listening, and I just got to cut away and do a couple things here right. before the end of the have show. Jay, thanks for the phone call. Hey, before we get to Peggy, Peggy apparently knows stuff about taxes. I want to get to Peggy because I asked for some tax specialists on this. I wanted to tell you about our friends that produce that high-quality supplement called Ultra Cur. It's a curcumin-based, all-natural supplement, patented, too, because it's so special. And it's available for you for free, three days of it, for free. At your natural grocers, you just go and see the vitamin manager, ask for the sample and you have to ask the vitamin manager for it. You get the sample, you try it out. And if you're like 50% of the people, you don't even need all three days to feel the positive experience. If you're like 50% of those people, you don't even need three hours because in two hours, they feel some health benefits. I've taken it. It definitely impacts the pain. Even when I run three and a half miles now way off that 18 I had done back in October, um, I still feel that pain. The ultra Cur makes the pain. Less long-lasting. It's an anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, pro-health kind of a thing. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything to try it out. You can check them out at getultranow.com. dot com. dot com. But go to that natural go- grocers and get your free sample. Peggy, you're on seven ten. Can you, Peggy? I'll give you what time I have.
8: Hi. Yeah. Hi. Um. You just had two callers call in uh, with some tax things. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. The first lady. Um, was talking about, I think, migrants or people without Social Security numbers not paying taxes. Is that right?
1: Say that part again. That's what they were saying about some foreigners being able to buy stuff and get seven years of tax-free living or something.
8: Oh, okay. So for the E-2 visa, that's the other person that called in. So in the tax law, the E-2 visa is like an investor visa for certain Countries that uh, the United States has tax treaties with. So they have to come from those countries. And they have to bring in to the United States a substantial amount of money to buy or run a business. And it's to stimulate the local economy and put uh, U.S. citizens to work. So they get to come to the United States and do those things because they're bringing in money and helping our community. The yeah break so they it depends on the country each country has a different tax treaty rule, so kinda would have to know which one it is um it's like an ongoing process and they have to stay eligible.
1: Uh, Forgive me, Peggy. I talked us out of time. I didn't realize we only have 10 seconds left in the show. But thank you for listening. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks to everybody that was on the show. KBB, you guys made it great. We'll be back tomorrow. George Brockler, 710 KNUS